This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at Shorewinder.com. Hey guys, Ryan here with Torch Talk Podcast. Did you know that I also run a marketing agency with the absolute best crew? I keep hearing from other garage door companies how their SEO company or their web design company is just not cutting it. We never hear that here. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we work really, really hard for you door guys out there. Check us out, suchandsuchmedia.com. You got the pricing and everything right on the website. Full transparency. And we're going to work really hard because you are the champion of your story. And we just want to be a small part of your success and celebrate it with you. Great customer service. Amazing web design. Phenomenal SEO that's going to get you ranked. Give us a shout such and such media.com. What's up guys, Ryan here with torsion talk podcast and man, I don't know if this is going to be the episode we release. Actually, it's probably not, but we just passed our 100th episode. And uh, today, I've got uh, Andrew Powell here with me. Uh, Andrew is a good dude. I like him a lot. He's got a completely different perspective of viewing things the way I do, and a lot of probably you guys too. But I value his opinion because a lot of times, uh, different is good. And I think most of his different is good. And I, I love I love seeing his comments. I love seeing his posts on social media um super insightful so uh andrew how are you bro i'm doing well i am doing well kind of an echoey room but this is as private as i can get so are you in the bathroom it sounds like it i'm in a <laughs> yeah see we got a whiteboard in the bathroom and everything <laughs> hey i'm just saying i take notes on my phone in the bathroom but if i had a whiteboard i would use it right next there right right above the tp you know that's smart. Whiteboard in the bathroom. I'll have to talk to the wife about that one. I've got a couple extra whiteboards. I might throw some up in our work bathrooms and then the, I don't know, like we probably need to have some sanitizers cleaning something to put on the pin on the markers. But <laughs> we'll figure that out. Well, post it, post it online. If you do that, that's a smart idea. Yeah. And we'll take pictures of everything. Everybody writes. Put your inspirational thoughts here while you dookie. <laughs> I like it. That would work. That's it is something I would do. So uh, I, I'm a fan of it. Do it. Awesome. All right. Andrew, man, you are with uh, State Line Door. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell us a little bit about, well, first, where's State Line at? Okay. Uh, State Line Door and Lift. And we're based in Kansas City. So um, it started off with shots fired across the country that, yes, we have the world's best barbecue. I'm going to leave it at that. So Kansas City, um, uh, there's no debate. <laughs> I will fight you. I will fight you on that. I can't wait till Expo. I I'm already know make how it, passionate you are about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to make sure this is my barbecue is better. And then we'll see how many friends I don't have at the end of it. But um no, we're, we're in Kansas City. I challenge you to send me some of your barbecue so I can test and see. 
I will send I will send you I will send you I'll send, they, they make Kansas City uh, uh, sampler packs of sauce. I'm I will I will do that. They sell them well, everywhere. I'll, I'll tell you, I've already been to Kansas City and I've had the barbecue and it was pretty good. When were you here? When you, what years ago? So I like your shirt, by the way. Um, so yeah, it was one. the first year Missouri was in the SEC. Um, the Falcons were playing the Chiefs and the Georgia Bulldogs were playing Missouri in Missouri. And they were only like an hour and a half apart, I think, like the mm-hmm. stadiums. So I took my wife up there and we stayed. We got up there on like Wednesday night or something, um, Thursday, uh, hung out in Kansas City, uh, went to the game on, uh, what was it? Went to the Georgia game on Saturday in Missouri. And then on Sunday, went to the Chiefs uh, Falcons game, which, but I mean, I'm a huge college football fan. And um, that gate, Georgia and the Falcons won, of course. Um, but uh, Georgia, the Georgia game was great. Uh, all the people were really polite. Um, we sat next to a, I guess, a, I don't even remember his name, but apparently he was like a Missouri running back legend from a long time ago. He was an old guy. Uh, he was super kind and polite and we chatted and cut up the whole time. And then the Kansas city game, uh, the friend, the fans were not as polite, but they were, they were, dude, that place was popping. Holy cow. You cannot beat, honestly, you cannot beat Kansas city, uh, on game day with the chiefs, even when we were two and 14, I mean, you can smell the barbecue 10 miles. I live about 20 minutes east of the stadiums. So you actually pass through my town on I-70, but uh, you can smell it. You cannot beat Arrowhead. It is the loudest stadium. It was so. so Seattle tried to take it from us. Good luck. Um, so it, it's fantastic. I'm glad I grew up here, born and raised. I'll be a Chiefs fan. I watched the games, yeah, when we were 2-14. and 14, And now I'm doing my best to make sure that my name state line gets over to our quarterback at some point. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. Maybe, (laughs) maybe maybe one day he, uh, we, uh, you send him a shirt every day. I, so I got some things cooking that I'm going to try to get some of my swag to him. I got a feeling, you know, my shirts, you know, punch today in the face. I got people just like to wear that shirt. So yeah. Hey, why don't you uh, give this to somebody to give to somebody to give to our wonderful quarterback? Maybe I'll get a couple calls from that. Yeah. That might be good, but yeah, you can't, you can't beat Kansas city on environment atmosphere. Wonderful town, And the, 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 uh, the game day atmosphere was legit. Like if you go to a Falcons game, in Atlanta, if you did, after going to a Kansas City, you'd be so disappointed. Like, it is pathetic. Um, we get rowdy a little bit, but it is nothing like Arrowhead Stadium. And what's crazy is, is like, we're in a dome, and you guys are in an open stadium, but it is like, you cannot hear. Because, and, and the thing is, is like, we kick jaws, like, bad. <laughs> And you guys stood the whole time. I'm like, we dude, everybody's. Like, I love it. Like, I'm down. If I'm going to if I'm going to a game, I want to stand and cheer. And, um, 
so yeah, it was it was good. We had a good time. It was fun. Good. Lots good. of hospitality. Like I felt like there was some good hospitality up there. Uh, people were were pretty kind, and um, the barbecue. We asked like where where should we go to get a barbecue, um, and uh, we were told that there was this one spot, so we went there. It did not disappoint. It was good. Well, good, good. I know, uh, you know, uh, I think your sponsor, Sommer, 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 uh, Roman comes through. I don't know what it is, but. He makes uh, probably more trips to you than he should just to get the barbecue. But I I tell him, I tell him that this is the only reason you come here is to get barbecue. (laughs) I don't buy enough from you for you to make this many trips. What's going on, guy? Yeah, he'll come here. We got a steakhouse that we really like um, called Bare Bones, and it is top notch. The sides, everything. Um, he'll come in town, and he he brings his son, and we'll go out to eat. Uh, but the, they they just moved. But the old place that they were in, it was funny because uh, he he told the server they were like, "Is there anything?" She said, "Is there anything else you guys need?" And he raised his hand, and she's like, "Yeah." Uh, what's up, cutie? What What do you need? And he said, "This place is really dirty, and it's like a really old, like it. It was like a leather shop, like back in the fifties and sixties. So you know, it's like weathered. It's got that like old look. All the brick is really old." And uh, he was like, "Yeah, it just I feel like you guys should clean in here if it's a restaurant." And we were dying, like just falling out, right? And so the owner comes over, the general manager, whatever. And he's like, so I heard you think my, uh, my restaurant is dirty. And he's like, yeah. And then there was like an old weathered flag, um, like picture. And he's like, yeah, look at that flag. Like that flag looks dirty. He's like, everything just looks old and dirty. Like you guys just don't clean. And, uh, and Roman's like sitting there, like blushing his face is red and we're cracking up laughing. And the owner's like, you know what? you're right. He's like, I'm going to give you like, I think he gave him a dessert or something. I can't remember. And so um, they moved and then he brought him back and the owner recognized him. And he was like, Hey, what do you think of the new place? He's like, it's okay. It's better. It's not as dirty. Better. <laughs> it's better. That was epic, dude. I'd so much love his kid, bro. <laughs> he is like the best. He's got two boys and I think a girl. Um, and his youngest boy will just tell you exactly what he thinks. That is that is my kind of kid. I well, I'm gonna have to tell him he'll, he'll listen to this. So he needs to bring his kid out when he comes out, and we'll we'll do some. I I met his dad. His dad came out with him last time, and uh, love his dad. Actually, my wife fell in love with his dad. We went out to dinner. And she's like, I love that guy. I'm like, I do too. Yeah, but, I haven't uh, met his dad yet. I don't think. Um. So anyway, sorry, dude. We just totally got off beaten path. Talk about Kansas City. So tell me a little bit about state line. When you say lift, you mean garage door openers, or are you installing like car lifts? No, um, I when I came up with the name, I wanted state line. Oddly enough, no one came up with it on this side of the state, so I'm going to do it. Um, but I did notice everyone had either the words garage doors or overhead doors. I just kind of wanted to avoid. The same issues. issues. So I had a colleague say door and lift one day. I was like, eh, we'll do that. State line door and lift. Um, oddly enough, we're not even on state line because, you know, Kansas City, we have Kansas and Missouri. I'm not even close to state line yet. 
but uh, that's in the that's in the plans, the long term right. plans. But uh, we're just we're actually located um, in a little town called Grain Valley, uh, Missouri. So we're just uh, yeah, we're you know we're we're 20, 30 minutes away from state line, eastern part of the, of the city. We're technically not even in the metro area, so we're not even part quote unquote part of Kansas City. But um, so yeah, state line door and lift. We just do residential uh, is our, you know, big one, big bulk, 80, 90%. We do some commercial because, again, we are out east, um, more rural areas. So we get the pole barns and commercial stuff. But um, uh, got a couple of technicians. How is your town with COVID? Are they, like, really, really (laughs) crazy with it? No. No. Different Kansas, parts of the country handle things differently. So I'm just they do. So uh, uh, Kansas City, we're under a mask mandate city proper. Um, half of half of our county is is Kansas City. So the county follows suit. Um, and if you don't have your own health department, your own town doesn't have your own health department. You're technically under the county rules. So countywide, we do have a mask mandate. It is followed very loosely. Um, we do have a town independence, um, which is technically where Arrowhead is, technically under that, in that town. They have their own health department, so they don't have, they decided not to wear masks. And then we, on the other side of the state line, we have Johnson County and there's no mask mandate over there. So it's kind of hit and miss when you drive around Right, and you're going to gas that you don't know, and you just do your best to be polite and not cause a scene, and put your mask in your pocket, and then you go in, get your drink, come out. But here in Missouri, um, yeah, I ran into a, we were out in Santa Barbara this summer. We were golfing on the Pacific Ocean and golfing with a couple that uh, oddly knew where Missouri was, which was weird that someone knew where we were. <laughs> But they uh, they said they flew in the Ozarks, um, you know, down where Derek Lyons yeah. is. So they flew down there to go golf at some Tiger Woods course. There was no, you didn't even know COVID existed last year down in the Ozarks. Uh, and um, it's made national news. But anyway, they loved it coming from California yeah. to the Ozarks. They didn't want to leave. It's like, and, let me uh, introduce you to what freedom looks like. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, but oddly enough, those folks, you know, through 18 holes, they, they were telling me this. And then they go, yeah, we got back. And like two weeks later, we, we were sick with COVID. Mm. Like, that's because I'm, I'm not going to go there. But that's, you don't go to the Ozarks. Yeah. You, you'd be, I'm just Probably surprised that's all you got. I'm yeah. surprised that's all you got down in and I love the Ozarks. And I'll be down. honest with you. I just want to say like the Ozarks television show um, yes. is not filmed in the Ozarks in Mississippi or um, um, <laughs> Missouri. So right. it's actually filmed down the street from me um, on Lake Lanier in good old Flowery Branch in Buford, Georgia. Hmm. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did know it was in Georgia. I did not know it was down the road. Why don't you just walk across set and get to be an extra or something? 
I probably could. They have calls all the time. Um, it's not really my thing, uh, being an actor, but, uh, like, uh, I think it's cool cause you'll see them out filming sometimes. And then if you're on the lake, you can drive by the house. Um, and so, yeah, it's pretty cool, but they do all okay, their I, filming here. I will say that they're a little optimistic on how quick they portray traveling like on that show, they say, we're going to buzz up to Jeff city. And I'm like, that's like a three hour drive. You didn't make that, you know, it's television, bro. Don't be lying. I know, Come on. I know, but it, it's still fun to kind of go that, that, that land doesn't butt up to each other. Mm-hmm. I know that, but anyway, it's a good show. I like it. All right. So state line, you're not technically on the line, but you, um, you will be, um, we're going to have a sponsor of state line possibly taking uh, hikes uh, during games at some point, maybe fingers crossed. Um, and then uh, like, there's no better barbecue. The game atmosphere is pretty legit. Uh, COVID restrictions are loosely followed. Um, and I want to learn a little bit more about you, how you okay. got into the door game. To, and and honestly, the reason why I reached out to you for this was because um, I'm I'm jealous a little bit. Uh, you've been taking a lot of vacation time and posting some wonderful pictures and and enjoying time with your family um, as you should. And uh, I really want to get a good understanding of how things have been with you gone. Um, you know how have you been? <laughs> while you're gone. Uh, I know it takes me, my, my wife tells me first three days of vacation are shot because it takes you that long to like acclimate to waking up without having like 15 meetings in a day. So um, tell me how you got in the business and then we're going to get into how, how you're able to take like weeks of vacation at a time and what it's like when you come back and how things are going. Um, right now so how'd you get in the business um pretty bluntly uh out of necessity i um we'll just go back to 2007 i uh had a great job at ford motor company (laughs) making full-scale union auto worker but i was so low on the seniority list that ford knew that the the crash was coming they were trying to get rid of everybody I took a buyout, four-year educational buyout, go get my master's degree. I'm going to finally go be an educator, teach. Um, they offered, this is amazing. I got, what, half my base pay every year for four years, full union benefits, and I could work. So I needed to supplement. So my two neighbors worked for a door company. At the time, all I knew how to do was hit the button on the wall. I don't even think I had remotes from my house, to be honest with you. Anyway, hey, I need a job. Got into it just for work. Hated it. I got fired from my first door job. Eight months. And of course, the, the, the crash happened in 08. So I got fired, I think, in April. Um, but uh, I got fired. <laughs> this makes me laugh. I got fired. Me and that owner are still friends now. What did you get fired helped. for? Poor quality. 
workmanship or just like work, being a bad employee? Workmanship. <laughs> they put it as workmanship, but let's be real. I went from making 1500 a week down to 300, you know, cause the crash, there was nothing to do. Yeah. All the housing stopped. So it was online. Everybody I was working with at the time was let go within the year. So it was, I was just low. So through the recession, you know, you just, were you a bad employee? I was. I'm a whole, dude. You, you've been talking posted, about that. I posted yes. it on Facebook. I was the worst employee you've ever had. Give mm-hmm. me a centimeter and I will take a hundred miles. I, like, I used to park in the, the boss's parking spot. Like I would get to work early just to piss him off. And then I was his number one salesperson. So every time I did something, I knew he wasn't going to fire me. And then he would fire me anyway. And before I got home, he would call me, bro, why do you keep doing this to me? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, like I tortured him, dude. Absolutely tortured him. And he fired me probably a hundred times. No kidding. And I just was not a good employee. I'm just not like. I, well, that's why we do our own thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of us, a lot of us are horrible employees. Um, but you know, I bounced around door, door guy to door guy. I had my tools. There was no benefits. There was nothing keeping me employed other than who's got the work. And, but anyway, I found an, a, so you were a, a sub. I was a sub for, for quite a while. And then I found a home. Um, we're going to, not go into depth because they probably listen to this show, but I found a home about 2012, 2013. Um, and, and was given the freedom to take that company where I wanted it to go. If I wanted it to go there, there was a plan in place and then things kind of fell apart. Um, and then in 2017, February, 2017, I filed my LLC. And I knew, in, I knew in 2015 um, that it was going to happen. I just knew. I remember talking to my wife, hey, this has to happen. And so it took a couple of years, 2018, finally, I took my other foot off the dock and onto the boat. And I've been uh, on my own since. What was that like, jumping? Scary. And I think everyone can agree with that. But I, I remember all the conversations I had leading up to that point with who are guys who are now my competitors um, inquiring about them. What would you have done differently? Is when you made that move, what would you have done differently? And the answer every time was, I would not have hesitated. I would have jumped in with both feet. Of course, that's in hindsight. Right. But when you're doing that's it, what it's I scary. Do. And, and, you know, luckily I, I developed so many good relationships working for that other company um, within the industry. I had, and still do some of the best, one of the best support systems I, I could imagine. I couldn't ask for better, a better group of, we, we call each other's uh, friendly competitors guys I can call frenemies. Have a, frenemies. Um, I wouldn't even call that. That's a, 
<laughs> That's from Nemo, isn't it? An enemy. But uh, they're friendly. We're friends first, competitors second. And there's a good group of us here. And those were guys I remember having hour long, hours long conversations um, making that jump. So, and what's the market like there? Is it is it cutthroat? Is it low end? Is it high end? Is it, I mean, what is it a lot of service? Is it a lot of install? I mean, what's it like? It depends on the company. It depends on your own market, but uh, we're a mid market. I think I posted just yesterday. I'm seeing a lot more cutthroat here in the last two months as prices go up. Um, everyone's kind of been on the same page as far as how we get our prices. So it's kind of, we're all understand that, but there's a few, you know, we call them tailgaters. We call those guys, but they're going for low, the lowest price. Um, I've got an idea. But, but you know, we're, we're mainly just a mid-market service. We're Midwest people, customers don't, uh, I don't want to spend money on preventative maintenance. I want to fix what needs fixing and call you in six months. Uh, but there's a market. I mean, there is, there is a market where people are in favor of preventative maintenance. They don't want to see you for another six years. Yeah. But, uh, so on that topic, I'd like to just say something real quick, and I'm probably going to do a separate podcast on this very topic, but I'm just going to do some math for you real quick, because I think this is important for a lot of like new business owners and people who are thinking about going out on their own uh, markup and margin are very different uh, in how you calculate them and, and the final number. Um, Ideally, like if you want to work on markup when you're just getting started, fine, no big deal. Um, as long as you're selling cheap products, it's not a, it's not a big deal, but I'm just going to use some math here, uh, on this topic. I've had a lot of people request this a thousand dollars. Let's say our, our door costs a thousand dollars and there's con- like a lot of conversations around like the difference between markup and margin and how you calculate them and what the end result is. A lot of people will take that and multiply that by 1.5 thinking I'm going to get, you know, whatever. That comes to $1,500, right? Ideally, if you're trying to get 50% margin, which is how you'll eventually run your business on that same $1,000, the way I do it is I put divided by 0.5. And then that's $2,000. So you're getting $500 more for that door for 50% margin than you would if you do it as markup. Now, the, the, the difference gets smaller as you go down in price. So if you do $200, maybe you're going to be right around the same amount. But as you get higher up in cost, this is what's going to eat up a lot of door dealers right now is that if you are working on markup and our prices are going up significantly and a $500 door is now a $1,000 door and you're still doing markup in 1.5% or, or you know multiplier of 1.5%, you are going to get hammered. It is going to hurt your business. Um, so make sure that you understand the difference between markup and margin and that you're doing your, your math right. Because, um, you know, no offense to you guys. I love you greatly. But a lot of you guys were uh, installers and, and technicians before, right? And so no, you guys haven't been through school on this. No one's ever taught it to you. 
And that's okay. I'm not dogging you. I'm just telling you, please, please, please make sure you're doing your math right so that it doesn't bite you in the butt and you end up having to shut down because you don't know where all your money went. So I'm, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. When I started, I had no idea. Hey Ryan, how's it going? Good man. How are you Roman? Doing great. I just wanted to reach out and let you guys know how grateful I am that Somer has been a sponsor of Torsion Talk. Yeah, fifth season already. We've had four really good seasons and a lot of good success for us. That's great to hear. At this point, though, I think everybody's pretty much heard of you guys that follow the podcast. What do you think we could say to make your ad stand out for season five? Well, I think we've been working really hard on customer service, making sure that our team and everyone knows all the technical things they need to know to make sure we get uh, the best and quickest service to both homeowners and dealers. Um, we've also been putting a lot of stuff out there to improve product knowledge so that customers know how to, or so that dealers and technicians can know how to troubleshoot or know, you know, what all our operators are capable of, because there's a lot of stuff, even stuff that's not in the manual. And um, we're continually improving the product. We've had a couple of new software releases in the last year. Um, we're continually adding additional accessories, and we've got some even new operators in the pipeline that we're excited about. So you guys got a lot going on. That is great. Am I allowed to talk about how awesome you guys have been through all the shortages and price increases? You guys have been like steady Eddie. Like you didn't skip a beat. No quality issues to my knowledge or anything. Well, Summer is a German company. You know, we, we do things slowly, but we're, we try to do them well. That is super true. You guys have a great team, and I am so thankful and proud to have you guys as a sponsor of Torsion Talk. Hey, Torsion Talk family, if you haven't tried Somer yet, I challenge you to reach out and start a conversation today. Not only is the product great, but Roman and his team are super knowledgeable. I can call him and troubleshoot or just ask advice because he's been in my shoes. If you're ready to chat with the team at Somer, call 877-766-6607. Bifolding overhead doors are simply cool. Therefore, if you install one, you too are cool. All kidding aside, Swice makes the best bifold door on the market. So when you have an opportunity to sell a bifold, check them out first. As a matter of fact, bifold security doors are hot right now. If you check out their website, bifold.com, you can see hundreds of ideas on how businesses are using bifold doors. They have tons of photos on their website. They've supplied doors, bifold doors, for restaurants, basketball stadiums like Golden One Center in Sacramento, retail stores, and even spectacular homes. These doors are a game changer and a statement piece. If you want a project that will draw attention, sell Schweiss door. Tell them Ryan with Torch Talk Podcast sent you. Visit bifold.com. That's B-I-F-O-L-D.com. Still doing markup in 1.5%, our, our you know multiplier of 1.5. You are going to get hammered. It is going to hurt your business. Um, so make sure that you understand the difference between markup and margin and that you're doing your, your math right. Because, um, you know, no offense to you guys, I love you greatly, but a lot of you guys were uh, installers and, and technicians before, right? And so no, you guys haven't been through school on this. No one's ever taught it to you. And that's okay. I'm not dogging you. I'm just telling you, please, please, please make sure you're doing your math right so that it doesn't bite you in the butt 
and you end up having to shut down because you don't know where all your money went. So I'm, uh, little side I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. When I started, I had no idea. I, I'm not going to lie. I almost don't have an idea now either. The more I get into it, <laughs> but you know, when I do see some of my legitimate competitors, we're talking legitimate companies. We're not talking, we're talking guys that I kind of, I want to be like, Yeah. and they are so, they are lower than a tailgater. And I'm like, you, do you even, do you even know what you're doing anymore? I used to look to him, one guy in particular, I used to look to him and go, I, I wish I could sell at that price. Now I've surpassed him and he's still back in 2019. Um, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up just because a lot of guys don't see that. They think, oh, this will take me all day. I just need 400 bucks. Yeah. And bro, you're, gonna, you're not going to go anywhere with that mentality. But um, those are the guys that will always be, I say, a subcontractor. They have no ambition to be a legitimate business. They just want to ride around in their truck and let everyone else find the work. So we want to get into, I do have a theory on how to curb the whole tailgater problem. And, uh, and, and I, I think it'll work, but it's going to take, let's talk about it. Okay. So like you just said, most of the guys, most of the door dealers, we were all former technicians. Yeah. You know, that's where we came from. That's what we know. No clue about business. And you leave to start your own. I'm going to argue two of the following three reasons. One, you leave for money or compensation, mm-hmm. any type of financial, anything. Um, you don't get paid enough. Two, an issue with management, your boss whatever that may be, you can't, you cannot be employed much like you, you know, you and your former, you're unemployable. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And for those who know me well, I fully understand. (laughs) You are unemployable. (laughs) So number three, and number three is you just needed a new challenge. And so um, as an owner, you have almost total control of all three for your people you how do you compensate them do you pay them better than the average better than you think they deserve do you give them vacation who was it you that asked 401k uh, ira health insurance what do you offer take care of them give them that vacation so they can take the vacation like i did and that's why it was a big deal for me um number two i'm going to keep it clean but don't be a jerk as a boss yeah understand people are human and they, they have it ain't that hard. Things. It ain't that hard. I think people are jerks as bosses because they're either a insecure or B trying to cover something up. There you yeah. go. The cover up, the cover yeah. up is I agree with that. Yeah. And then three, we talk about this. There's no challenge. There's no challenge for me. You become mundane. The job becomes mundane. You don't care. You just show up. You can throw a door in, in an hour and, it's like driving. You don't know how you ended up there. You're just in a zone. And so as a boss though, you can control all three. And, and uh, uh, if you can control all three, you don't have technicians wanting to leave to start their own thing. 
And then you don't complain about a tailgater. So as a boss, it's just a it, it, business owner. It's just a cycle. You know, you complain about the tailgaters. Well, had their old bosses treated them accordingly, they would not be a tailgater. But not only that, as a boss, oh, my voice cracked. But again, oh. we go right back to the fact that the boss was a technician or an installer with very little leadership experience as far as training, reading books, or running a business, right? Which then why people get abused is because their vulnerabilities, the the places they're weakest at, right? They get aggressive because they don't want to get exposed. Right. So right. They, they lash out or they yell or they shut the conversation down because they don't know what they're doing. They're faking it till they make it. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, people who don't have a lot of training, that's how they act to avoid getting exposed. And so, um, you know, uh, well, I'm a really big believer on, on quality of uh, environment and treating people like people. Um, and then, you know, showing your weaknesses is sometimes one of the best leadership qualities you can have. I, I will tell my lead technician came to me with no experience at all. And I had to be blunt with him and say, I've never been the boss before, like responsible for another human being, uh, another human being's uh, uh, livelihood. So this is new to me. So he and I have developed a good relationship over the last year or so. He understands I'm learning. And I, th I think he appreciates that. He's still here and he's still happy, I think. So, I mean, he says he is, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm learning too. And so I think it's important as a boss, you, you do understand and, and you become vulnerable own up to your mistakes, say, Hey, I thought this was going to work. I'm still learning. I'm learning this system. You know, that shows a lot to an employee. Not that you don't know what you're doing. It's just you're human too. So that, that's a big, big factor. But honestly, I think all those three things, and I think there's a good group of door dealers and Kind of call them a new generation, guys that have started in the last five to eight years that are truly trying to learn and be better, better the industry, better the the whole the whole system. I mean, now you're seeing you're actually seeing people with vacation days, you know, PTO, health insurance, IRAs that didn't exist in Kansas City. No door company other than like the top three offered even a vacation day. That's so awesome. there was nothing hold there was nothing holding you there. And I think that's where the whole turnover thing is. There's nothing holding me to a company other than yep. fair pay. It was the employer's fault. The reason why we're at where we're at is the employer's fault. 100 percent There you go. And you also, I will tell you the reason we're at where we're at where the manufacturers is the employer's fault. We don't hold our manufacturers accountable. Right. We don't know how to handle that relationship. Um, I don't know how much detail I can go into, but, um, you know, I've praised a certain person at Clopay um, who I adore. 
like love. Um, and we've built a friendship and this person has shared with me, um, how there are certain dealers who are calling and like yelling and being abusive. Um, and here's the deal. Like, maybe the yelling makes you feel better as an owner or whatever. I don't know. But in reality, I understand the frustration and where it probably comes from. But you're not talking to the person responsible nine times out of 10, right? You're, you're talking to the person who's, um, you know, doing their job and the middleman, the messenger. Um, and so there's a better way for us as dealers to handle issues and hold our suppliers accountable. Um, and I think the more we talk and have conversations like this, the better we get at it as a whole. Um, but honestly, dude, money, where you put your money is where, where like helps manufacturers and suppliers know if they're doing a good job or bad job. If you're complaining and you're still buying from the same manufacturer, you're not doing any good. You are completely wasting your time. So if you're going to complain, fine, do something about it, go somewhere else. But if you're, if you're happy where you're at, or you think it's as good as it's going to get, stay where you're at and then offer suggestions until they listen. That's really how this works. Uh, yeah. But if you continue to spend with the manufacturers that are giving you the biggest trouble, then you're just telling them that the problem's not big enough for you to leave. That's exactly right. Is um, that right? You did because uh, two points, the whole screaming and yelling thing, we're just going to touch my former employer did that and probably still does that. And I just, I was always there at the counter at the DC while he's on the phone and the rep there is holding the phone out like this and I'm hearing every word. I would not speak that way to my worst enemy. Yeah. Over, over because a door didn't come in on that truck that forced me years ago to, to, I felt bad. I was representing that company and forced me to put on a friendly face and be kind and let that rep know. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. You want a hug? I'll give you a hug. Yeah. I gave him hugs all the time. But uh, your last point, money. So I've bounced around Kansas City. We have uh, four, two, two wholesalers and two manufacturers, um, three manufacturers, a DC and two manufacturers. So we got a plethora of different doors. I'm buying right now from a wholesaler. Uh, via uh, Amar product, via wholesaler, um, because they do everything that I wish every other manufacturer would do. Mm. I am paying. I'm paying more for my product because I get an email every week when the truck comes in. These POs are here, and guess what? Wow. They're there. They're actually there. <laughs> wow. And they uh it's incredible. And they'll bro. let me dude, they'll let me know, hey, 
we're back ordered on this. I can read my email, contact my customers. That's it. No headache, no nothing. It's there. They want can me to I pick just it up. Make a statement real quick. Yeah. I've been a part of a lot of different industries. Mm-hmm. This is the most effed up supply chain processes I have ever seen. It is the most dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. I, I, the more professional that the dealers get, the more we hold the manufacturers and suppliers accountable, things will get better. But they're the way they are because we don't know how to hold them accountable, right? And the fact that they're like, I can order a pizza and a, and a $10 an hour employee takes the phone call and understands all the ingredients, understands the process. And when I'm done, I can watch the whole thing take place and then know when it's left the building and then know when it's on the way and where it's at. But no one can tell me where the heck my garage door is at is baffling. Absolutely baffling to me. Isn't it amazing? I mean, we got one manufacturer here. We're not going to name names, but if they listen, they'll they'll know exactly who they are. <laughs> and everyone in Kansas City will know exactly who they are. You know, I, I ordered a, a special cut door, and they, this is probably the fourth or fifth job I've been burned on with them. But they usually, before, they had great turnaround on special cut down. And they give me a, a ready date. And on the ready date, you know, two weeks goes by. On the ready date, I get a phone call. Hey, we can't even make that door. We, wait a minute, what? It's supposed to be ready today. I was getting ready to call you to see if I can pick it up tomorrow. Yeah, we can't make it. Okay. Um, so I got to change the model. They I already accepted got your order. Yep. They accepted my order and then tell me the day it's supposed to be ready, which my customer's waiting on, you know, waiting to hear back. And then, Oh, so I got to call my customer. I already got their money from the deposit. We can't even get that door. Do you want to change the the look? Okay. We can change the look. Okay. It'll be ready next week. That was yesterday or supposed to be ready yesterday. I'm not even going to call till Tuesday um, because nine times out of 10, us local companies will show up after we call and confirm with the people on the phone my door ready? Yep. Come get it. We wait on at the dock for two hours just for them to tell us we can't find your sections. It, bro, do you, are you kidding? How come that guy's getting his sections loaded up? <laughs> you know, what, what the hell's the problem? He's getting his doors. Where's my door? Yeah. And, and I will say that, um, do you most, them, bro? I don't yell at them. Everyone's human. <laughs> Everyone's you. I do not yell. There's no point in yelling. There's no, Uh, but uh, I have a reflex issue. If people yell at me, I tend to just absolutely accidentally punch them in the face. It's been an issue since I was a kid. I I don't deal with yelling very well. Yeah, it is a reflex. I swear to God. If somebody gets in my face and yells, it is like it just happens. You know, Uh, Ryan, you know, Ryan, here's here's how I I do that. And I know people aren't going to be able to see this, but. I'm 44. I got a 22 year old, a 20 year old and a 14. I have 
experience with the dad look and you just you take off your glasses you give them that look like are you that disappointment look yeah i do that and i do that with these suppliers i just keep my mouth shut but here's the thing the communication to the supplier like the distribution centers it doesn't funnel up i don't think nothing nothing um, funnels so up you, you have really, to like you have to go above the distribution centers um, and really go up top, but every other industry for the most part, I mean, like I got a local distribution center here who doesn't even have like a inventory system. What <laughs> the heck are you serious? You don't have an, you don't know what you've got in the back. You can't pull a report and tell me what you've got in the back. Like, and they're like, well, we have a system kind of, but we literally have to go out there and check it to make sure because it's not accurate like 50% yep. of the time, well, then you don't have an inventory system. Like, let's just be honest. And if you're not running an inventory system, then you're not doing your job and therefore you can't service my account. And so I, I go elsewhere. And so I did. And that hurt, right? Like I really love that manufacturer um, and, and I had a great relationship and that was really hard for me to go away from. Um, but if you, if you can't run your business, in the most simplest form, the, the, like, guys, I don't think you understand. They are in the supply chain industry and they aren't good at supply chain. Like they're not. And then they think we're unprofessional because of the way we run our businesses. I mean, come on, dude. Like, let's just be legit about it. The whole industry needs to step up their game, but I think it probably starts with the manufacturers. I think, I think the manufacturers need to be held accountable. We need to spend our money with the companies that do a good job. And, and here's the thing. There's a difference. I will tell you, before I got big enough to buy direct, it was a headache. I would tell you the best thing I ever did was overspend and buy a warehouse and buy direct. You're talking significantly less damage. You're talking good lead times. You're talking better support and better pricing. So here I am. The, the world is different for me now. So I know that's difficult to swallow and understand or even afford, but I strongly suggest you do everything you can scrap and fight to get to the point where you can get a warehouse and start buying direct. Because when you start cutting out the DCs, you stop having guys at the dock for freaking hour and a half, two hours while they're looking for your sections that was supposed to be stocked, or, uh, you know, pulled the night before uh, you, you, you don't have the issue with, Oh, we got the section. We don't have the Springs. We don't have this. We don't have that. We don't have it. And you don't find out the day of and the day before. And you know, all the middleman stuff goes away. And now you're just dealing directly with the manufacturer and the quality is better. The, the damage is less. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think that that is a critical point at every business where you can get away from a distribution center. Plus when you send your guys to a DC, dude, they're all standing around how much you make it, how much I'm making. Oh, how's it over there at that job? How's it over here at this job? And Oh, let me look at your truck. How come your boss does this with their trucks? And 
like, dude, you leave there feeling like there's, there's nothing positive that comes out of that. Right. Like number one, everybody's lying about how much they make, you know, Oh, I'm making freaking 10 grand a month. Oh, I'm only making five. Well, you know, you got all these guys driving away from the dock, knowing the dude didn't make 10 grand that month, but he lied. And now everybody's disappointed in their pay. Then they're hitting up their bosses and it's just too much. Strongly recommend if you're able buy direct or find a distribution center, like what Andrew's got that, you know, appreciates him and has good systems and processes in place and can deliver. And listen, they all make mistakes, dude. It's not about that. It's about having their, their systems and processes. I can tell you, like I had a, uh, okay, I'll give you an example. And I know I'm going on a tangent, Andrew. I'm sorry. This is like, I'm supposed to be like interviewing you here. Dude, you're, this is your show. You do your Thimble, thing. Thimble. Are you familiar with Thimble? I think so. All right. Listen, dude. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Okay. So uh, you're not in the same group, but um, I've got a GDU group um, over a million dollars in revenue. Casey is in our group. And he oh. told me about thimbleads.com. He's like, Ryan, you got to check these guys out. Like, they're really good. Um, I was like, yeah, you know, I get recommendations all the time. So I kind of like blew it off a little bit. But one day I was at home and I started looking at the website and I'm like, dang, these are kind of the type of doors we sell. Um, so I reach out. I get an immediate response. I get a request for an appointment. I just had my, um, my uh, meeting with the owner uh or the president whatever she's the daughter of the founder i think um anyway long story short on her game and i told her i said here's my issues that i have with certain manufacturers this is what i would like to expect from suppliers uh what can you help me with and dude it was incredible she runs her business very well um i am super um impressed with these guys. Now I haven't sold any of their doors, have never seen one in person. Um, but we are in the process of getting set up as a dealer and, um, just the pro like when I talked to her about, um, her business and the process and the communication, the expectations, they got a portal to be able to quote and order doors. Dude, she is, she is smart as a whip. And, I think we just lack some of that in our industry, um, sophistication, technology, um, organization, process, organ. Like, if you're a supply chain company, regardless of the product, you have to be a process-driven person. Systems and processes. And I just, I, I, I don't know where we're going to find these people running these manufacturers and suppliers, uh, but I, I, I feel like. It, um, we're falling short. Maybe we're not hiring the right people to run them. So um, anyway, the, the thimble, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you my first impression is one of the best I've seen since I've been in this game. Um, and they may let me down. I don't know. I'll keep you guys posted, but uh, just really impressed with the whole, the whole daggum thing. Um, so great communication, everything. So I'm going to give them their kudos early, uh, but stay tuned because who knows, it could go downhill from here. So uh, well, it, anytime you get a new relationship, they want to roll out the red carpet for you. 
impress you, and then they'll let you down. I feel later. like this is but different. I'll be honest with you. I feel like it's different, um, but it could be that way. And I'll be bluntly honest with you guys. If if I if I do see it kind of going downhill or whatever, I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly uh, where I'm at. But I, I'm I got a feeling that this girl had Aaron. I think this was her name was. Um, she's the daughter or granddaughter of the original founder and they're the oldest family owned manufacturer in the industry i think or something i don't know anyway long story short i just believe that they got their stuff together um and i'm 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 very impressed and i i would be willing to bet things don't go backwards but i'm i'm just guessing so i'll keep you posted well the the market's wide open for any man anyone that wants to manufacture doors Here's what we require as dealers. Here's what we want. I got to, I mean, I would argue that the manufacturers are the way they are simply because garage door industry, us dealers, we've never been organized in any fashion. We're not a, we, I don't know, different markets are different, but in Kansas City, we're a good old boy place. We don't care how we look. We don't care the level of professionalism historically. Now, to today, today, we have nice trucks. We are automated. We are wanting to take our industry to the next level, but we're being held back. And like you said, bluntly, we're being held back by our manufacturers. Yeah. that That is what holds us back from fulfilling the promises we make to our homeowners. And they fail us, especially this last year and a half. They've failed us time and time and time again. They used to fail us all the time. I mean, since I, I've been in the industry since 07, they've always failed. But there's always a human element to it. And we're not talking like 16 weeks for a door that comes damaged. We were talking two weeks and it got back ordered, So it'll be three weeks. That was acceptable five years ago. But yeah. It was nobody took their money elsewhere. And I think with these price increases, these lead times, you know, I get my product, I get my AMR product three weeks. I mean, I know everyone across the country is going to be jealous over that. But, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, you just started some, everybody's going to be trying to order from them. I'm not, I did talk to him out there with a box truck. Yep. I, well, I told my wholesaler, I was telling him I was coming on and he said, Can you please drop my name? I said, Hell no, I'm not going to drop your name. Then you're going to get busy. Then I'm going to get pushed back. And then I'm not a priority. And he goes, well, you want a red carpet? I go, yes. I want Andy's red carpet rolled out when you know I'm coming. But, uh, you know, I, that's why I buy from that. I got guy. something for you, bro. Yeah. Make a deal with him. I'll plug him. If he gives you what do what do we what do we need? What do we want you? What do we want him? He already does a good job, but what can we get from him? Well, now we're just talking price. That's price. all I care about. If you can get but, the best multiplier from him, I'll plug him on three episodes. I'm gonna make sure he listens to this episode, <laughs> uh, and I will. Bro, let's do I it. I will work. Let's do okay. it. Okay. I'm going to make some turn. I'm going to have to I'll think promote him terms. and I'm going to say, listen, Andrew Powell's been buying from this dude and he's saying he's the best distribution center in all of Kansas city. You guys definitely have to at least reach out to him and chat with him. If, 
and then you get the best multiplier he's got on garage doors and openers. Okay. Okay. I'm glad I came on today. <laughs> Can I Let's give you a it. hug? Let's do a it. virtual hug? Let's do it. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Virtual. <laughs> Ask him I'll if do he's that. down. He. I want your, I, listen, you want yeah. his best multiplier on doors and openers for infinity mm -hmm. forever. And I'm going to give you, what we're going to do is we're going to give him a plug yeah. on the next three episodes. We're going to give him a shout out for giving you that. Hold and on. Let me, let me email him real quick. Can we bring him on? I don't know if he would come on. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. He's on we're the door. Put him on the spot. <laughs> I, I don't think he would. He, that would be uh, awesome. He, he's wonderful. He'll talk. He'll talk. And, and, he loves, he's been in the industry. He, he's been in the industry for forever. He's worked for, he's worked for a lot of these manufacturers. Yeah. And he, and he no longer does. So, yeah. well, you probably saw a better way. Sounds yeah. like it's a good situation. So yeah, dude, yeah. listen, I will give, I will give him a shout out on three episodes and I'll, I'll praise the crap out of him. And only thing he's got to do is give you his best at, uh, multiplier and pricing. Okay. As, as soon as we're done here, I'll email. I'm going to call him as soon as Something we're done. Something good's going to come from this, bro. Oh, All right. Listen, what else we got? What, what, what's next? Oh, Let's make a list. We've hit on every topic except <laughs> what, you know. What, okay. So you wanted to say about the vacations and how oh, yeah, I was able yeah. to do that. The whole reason we started yes. the podcast. Okay. So Andrew goes on these freaking month-long vacations to like Nevada oh. and stuff. So tell me. Tell me what motivated you go on vacation, how you set things up to where you could go have a good time and relax and not have to worry about things. Okay, great. And this is, I think, every door guy's issue. I think, how do you go on vacation? I still don't, I don't have an answer for that, honestly. But, great. you know, I'm like, okay. The whole reason I brought you on, right. you don't even know. I don't have an answer. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> so last year, 2020, you know, no one expected us to get slammed with work last year. We thought COVID was it, we're done. And then we all got slammed. It was so chaotic. I was forced into hiring my first guy and my wife kidnapped me. I mean, she literally kidnapped me, called one of my uh, friendly competitors. You're going to take Andy's phone calls. I'm stealing him for five days to Colorado. And we did. And I, I did not sleep. I was so worried about what was happening back here. Fast forward to this year, my lead tech. First of all, I'm not even going to give you his name because he's so phenomenal. I don't want anyone touching him. his phone blown up. Bro, I tell you what. And I hired him based on everything outside of doors, his character, integrity, honesty, moral. That's how you compass. should do it. And, and I've taught him doors. He still learns. but Dude, let I, me let, hold on one second. Pause. Okay. Let me just Pause. say something. Time out. Owners do not get desperate and hire these scum buckets in our industry who are losers who want to try to push you around as an owner and manipulate you and treat your customers like crap and ruin your reputation. Fire them today and walk away. It is the absolute best thing you can do. Listen, I have fired a couple people who absolutely suck as human beings. And then I've held on to a couple people who sucked as human beings and I should have fired him sooner. And I regret every single time I waited too long. 
hundred percent. I just found out one employee who'd been with me for like three or four years was absolutely stealing from me. Customer called me, uh, accidentally called me, uh, thinking she was calling the guy that she told him to call to get a garage door from while he was on my job. So listen, let me just tell you something. There are a lot of sucky people in our industry. Like they absolutely just suck. They, they are horrible, horrible human beings. They lie, cheat, and steal. You need to identify those people. You need to fire them immediately and not put up with their crap. And when you do that and other people do that, they're going to have to try to either become better people or start their own thing. And then you just wait till they go out of business and go bankrupt and commit suicide or whatever they do. But um, these people need to be wiped out of our industry uh, because as business owners, we sacrifice too much to be stolen from, cheated from, and lied to. And so um, that's my tangent. All right, Andrew, go ahead and finish. I don't know. I feel like you should have ended the podcast with that. That was you, Napoleon, no punches with that. I like it. It needed to be said. And you could tell that was a little personal there too. And I love it. I love it. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so this year, my wife came to me and said, uh, she's like, I think we need to drive out to Santa Barbara. We've never uh, been known my wife 21 years and we've never had the money to do that. Three kids, they're always involved in things. And you combine that with the recession that happened and us trying to recover from that for several years, the timing was never there. And she goes, we just need to go. So I, and surprisingly, I was like, yeah, let's do that. And um, we planned 12 days and I, we knew it was happening. So I prepped, I started prepping my lead tech months in advance, giving him a little bit more freedom, a little bit more responsibility to take the reins. And it started with like, okay, I'm going to take off Friday. Here's the phone and don't call me. The, there's nothing you can screw up. Our customers are wonderful. You just got to tell them if you don't have the answer, Andy's on vacation. I can't reach him. Can he call you back on Monday? hundred percent of the time. Oh yeah. I'll wait. Um, so I, I prepped him. And the thing is, is my son went with us. My son's my other technician. So this guy, I'll call him out. His name's Timmy. He's fantastic. And no, he's not for sale. So <laughs> you can't listen. But, uh, if y'all call Timmy, I'm gonna punch <laughs> no. you next time I see you. There you go. That's, it's dirty. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. He, he uh, uh, so he was back here running the entire show on his own. I, I mean, there was no other technician. We had um, he he had to answer the phones, do all the work. And we kind of had it lined up before I left. Um, and again, going back to what I said earlier, I got a good network here in town, a great network of other door dealers, friends before competitors. Timmy's met a lot of those guys and he understands my relationship with them. And so Timmy, here's all the phone numbers of, of every guy I trust in this industry. I know that they're not going to steal my customers. I know they're not going to steal you. I have 100% faith. These are guys that I would let work on my own doors. Okay. blindly. And uh, uh, so 
And I let all those guys know I'm leaving town. Timmy has your number. I left. And I think we, that first few days we talked uh, quite a bit. He had questions on, on some stuff, but I think the following week it, I was able to check out. My brain was not back in Kansas city. And I remember, I think I went two days, no, no, no contact with Timmy for two days. And that allowed me to, for the first time in years, I think five, six years to turn it off in my head. And I think I had to call them to go, are you still alive? I, I haven't heard from you. You haven't called from, called me. He goes, Andy, like when I first started, I would call our phone number to make sure it still rang because the phones were dead. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what, I mean, that's what this was is, is I was scared. I mean, last year when he was on it, I was scared and I couldn't sleep that first night gone. I was, I woke up at one in the morning, couldn't go back to sleep last year. This year I was able to check out and I had a whole sheet printed out for him. You know, like our tow truck guy, here's his number. He knows I'm gone too. So I'll pay him when he gets back, when I get back, he, you know, here's every supplier's phone number, name. I had everything spelled out. I mean, there's no scenario that he wasn't ready for. And I will say that it goes to Timmy's character, his ambition. He's young. He's 24. Wow. I mean, he was, when I met him, he was working two full-time jobs and he's single. He's not like he has a wife and kids. Um, so his work ethic was there Yeah. and, uh, you know, he gets overwhelmed. He got overwhelmed while I was gone, but a 20 minute conversation of, Hey, I'm not even going to blame you. If you, if you piss off a customer, you're not even in trouble. I know I'm gone and I'm not going to point the finger. You're doing the best you can. You trust him. And then, and then you know, of course you get back, here's a fat bonus for doing all that. Yeah. So, Heck um, yeah. So I, I honestly think it is the people. I think that's been echoed several times. It's the people. Um, and I'll, I'll call out my son, who's only been with me for five months. There's no way in hell I'd leave him with the phone. He's just not there yet. And it, nor would he want the phone, I tell you. Right. That but, you know, we, I left. We went to Vegas uh, in the last month, August. And uh, it just coincided they were going to call manufacturer, you know, manufacturer, this big eight door, 14 by 14 in, uh, job came in. We ordered this back in May. And of course it just shows up. I'm scheduled to leave for Vegas on like a Thursday morning at six and shows up on a Thursday. And I'm, the, the contractor's like, I need this in. I need this in. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm leaving town. And my Wednesday was already booked. I have, my guys have never done a job like that by themselves. I've always been on site and it turned out to be one of the most dangerous jobs I've seen in my career. I mean, seriously dangerous. The springs, the springs, there was nothing holding tension other than it was fused to the shaft and we're having to, does OSHA listen to this? I don't no, want to go any farther. Okay. <laughs> the things we had to do, one of some of the most dangerous stuff we've ever done. And I left and I left hundred percent confident that my guys were going to get it done. And they did. Nice. And I just was beyond 
I remember sitting there going, I, I can't believe they're hitting every expectation that I have ever put on them. And that has nothing to do with me, in my opinion, it has everything to do with them. Um, I just lay it on the line. Here's what I want from you. Here's our agreement. And they're meeting it. So I, as far as vacation, I mean, you got to have the people. And if you don't have the people you trust, you know, when I go out of town other times before Timmy was ready, I would forward my phone to a competitor sometimes when I was solo. Again, the friendly competitors. Hey, can you, you I'm going to forward my phone number to you. And I come back and everything would go and they'd have my stickers. They put my sticker up. They were running it for me. And I was just paying them almost as a subcontractor. You know, tell me that's not amazing that my competitor has three trucks running. He's going to take my calls and not take all the money and put up yep. my sticker. So I don't know if that kind of answers your question. I think as far as how you take a vacation when yeah. you're in your business every day, it's not easy. So you really got to have somebody who you trust. A hundred percent. And that's the difficult part. Like you just said, your tangent that you went on, you got to have the people in hire for what you want, yeah. not what you need. Yes. Like last year, I needed someone that knew what they were doing immediately. I did not do that. I hired Timmy. Timmy rode with me for five months, 12-hour days, driving me around. I'm answering phone calls, doing the work, trying to teach him. It was just nuts. But man, fast forward to this year, that's why I did that. That's why I put up with that for five, six months is I can sit back and do what owning a business is about having time to do a podcast on a Friday midday. Yeah. You know? So anyway, well, that was dude, this has been one of my favorite podcasts. I knew it would be cause you're just an interesting dude. I enjoy talking to you. Um, well, thank you. A couple things I want to, uh, we're just now starting to promote GDU. Um, do you have any comments on anything that you'd like to say about garage or you? I do. I do. So I didn't know what to think of it at first. And I think a lot of guys, especially in my group, maybe were like, eh, what the hell is this thing? The guys in my group um, are not necessarily, this is not a knock on them. We're not going to name names or anything, but they'll listen. They're probably guys I would not have a conversation with unless it was kind of forced as yeah. far as issues here we're what two months three months down the road holy crap i'm so invested in their businesses That's i am like okay what you know what's going on with him now i'm wait a minute wait a minute we gotta go back to two weeks what happened with this situation and i'm so yeah. just enamored with where they are who they are what they're doing and to find out that um, well, this is one of those things, you know, that saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, find a different room. Yeah. I'm the dumbest person in that group. And I love it. I, I love it because are, that's nice. I, I just love listening. We, you know, we, we spurred off and had a, a house call pro session yep. on our own. And I've been using house call pro for over two years, two and a half years. I didn't know half of that. 
I think yeah, I don't know if my chin hit the ground going, I, saw your I didn't know we could do that. Yeah. So garage door you, I think it's just to see the messages all week and to bring our problems to the group and get straight up blunt advice. That's really not sugarcoated. Yeah. I mean, if we think we're doing one of the guys is doing something wrong, we tell them. Yep. But what I love most is that you get to, I've gotten to know these guys, even over, even though it's over zoom, um, that you can tell when someone's had a bad week or, or has had a great week yeah. and you learn to celebrate or lift up no matter what. And like I said, those guys, I, uh, it's a fantastic thing. The amount of education that goes into it. It's just nice. But I, I think I'm a little, I think I'm a little uh, uh, particular to it because I love to learn yeah. and any chance I get, I do it. So yeah, I'm going to do this. It's not for everybody, but I do think like if you're a business owner and you feel like you are stuck or you don't have anybody to talk to um, and you need answers, you need help or assistance. Look, this is not like, uh, we don't beat up each other. It's not like we're, you know, we're not giving each other a hard time. Um, it's genuinely like these guys have grown to be friends. And um, in each one of the groups that we have right now, we have three. We're about to expand probably two more. So we're looking for about 10 guys. The groups are small. They're four to five uh, people. You're not in the same marketing area. You're not, um, you're, you're going to be in the same uh, you will be in the same like revenue range. And so uh, it's a, it's a, it's a group where guys literally get intimate um, where they share uh, details. We get everybody to sign a non-disclosure agreement and, um, and we share with one another and we lift each other up and we help each other out. Uh, so if you're interested, go to garage you.com. You can uh, submit an application. We do not approve everybody. Um, and we do have uh, quite a few people who filled one out. Uh, that we are about to open up um, two more groups for. So if you're interested, check that out. And then um, I'll plug two more things. Um, Professional Door Dealer Association, uh, Professional Door Association, whatever, um, in the Northeast region is having an event here in September. Uh, You don't have to necessarily be in the Northeast to go to it, uh, but check that out. Uh, PDA, I think is what they call themselves is short, uh, but they've got an event coming up uh, in like, I think two or three weeks I'll be speaking at it. So I'll be there. If you guys are in the area, please stop by. I'd love to meet you. Uh, and then Tommy Mello's launching vertical track. Uh, you know, these are all types of things that you have to take time away from your business, but it's all things that will probably make you more money than if you would have worked those days. Um, so I strongly suggest you guys check out vertical track, Tommy Mello. He's got an event. It's in Arizona, um, he's got a bunch of great speakers. This is kind of like virtual door dealer conference, but it's in person. He's got some great speakers lined up service Titan sponsoring. Um, and, uh, I think it's just going to be a really good time. So make sure you check that out. Uh, Andrew, anything you want to do or anybody you want to give a shout out to before we hang it oh. up? Oh, put me on the spot. Um, I, I will actually, because um, I got. I'm going to post this to Facebook. So um, I want to give every customer of mine a shout out. Thank every you. 
that's the only way that I've been able to do what I can do. And I have a, I call them rabid, a very rabid fan base. You can't call it a fan base, but customers that refer me religiously. Some that have never used me. That's awesome. Um, and the support, so the support system we have in, in place is just insane. And those people that will listen and they know who they are. And I try to do that several times a year on Facebook to tell them, thank you. Um, I have no problem telling them I love them, but my wife and family, um, they don't think too highly of garage doors. It's just something dad has always done, comes home dirty. Um, but they, they understand how important it is to me and, and how I, how I've come to, to where I'm at. So, um, and then every door guy, uh, on the pages, man, I will ask the dumbest questions and they answer it and they answer it appropriately in a very Andy fashion sometimes, which I love, but, um, yeah, I want to give a shout out to everybody in Kansas city. That's, that's used me, referred me. I love you all very much. And And your frenemies. Of course, my frenemies, I can name those guys by name. They don't, they probably don't want to be, but yeah, the group of guys that got, there's about six or seven of us. We're all owners. We all have employees. Well, we talk like teenage girls sometimes, two hour <laughs> conversations. Like that's what my wife says. She's like, you guys are teenage girls. To those guys, invaluable support system there. And I hope I do the same for them. Um, I know that I appreciate them beyond words. And I hope I can do that for them. I hope I am. Yeah. They would tell me if I'm not, I'm sure. Well, one thing I can tell you for certain is um, there's no doubt that you're going to be able to do whatever you want to do with your business. Um, you know, the fact that you're, uh, you, number one, I don't know where you got your leadership skills from, but you definitely show some great leadership skills. So I applaud you there. And you're very humble and modest. Um and, and I think that plays off as being a good leader as well. I think that's part of it. And so um, I, I definitely think, uh, number one, we got to have you on the show again sometime because this is going to be one of my longest shows and it's probably one of my favorites. So uh, right. we'll wrap it up. Right. We'll, we'll check in <laughs> later. Um, so listen, Andrew, you're the best, dude. Thank you so much. Uh, if you guys aren't uh, connected with him on Facebook, check him out. Uh, he's pretty active in some of the groups. And, um, you know, uh, be watching because he's blowing up and he's going to grow it and uh, make it great and uh, make make state line great again. I was oh, kidding. there you go. You had to pull out. Uh, sorry, sorry, I had to do it. Um, all right. You guys stay safe out there. Thank you for checking in with um, Torsion Talk Podcast. And if you guys haven't subscribed or liked our Facebook page, make sure you do so. And um, go check out State Line Door and Lift Facebook. He posts some pretty interesting stuff. Um, It's great to follow along. So have a great day. Hope you guys enjoyed.